Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome, welcome this week, and we're going to talk about the subject of fear. And the question is, has fear ever held you back from something, held you back from who you wish to be or something you're wanting to accomplish or that conversation that you know you need to have, but there's just too much fear around it. And this is something that I love addressing. It's something that we talk about heavily in the truth method. And I'm going to share my thoughts on fear and I'm sure my sisters may have a different opinion. This is why I love this group. We all have our different points of view. But for me, I've experienced fear and with my clients that fear is belief-based. And you literally could be in a situation that you could say, you should be afraid, you know, in this situation or that situation, but it is belief-based. And this is why you have people that can be in very dangerous situations and not be fearful because they've changed their beliefs around it, such as a SWAT team or something like that, like special forces, things like that. So I've, I've been able to interview people and go, how did you transition from fear to solid confidence in who you are? So, but let's, let's zone this back in and go, have you ever had something that you really wanted to accomplish and this fear just kept popping up? And I would say for that, what are the thoughts that come into your mind? Because each thought, each emotion is based on a belief in your soul. So if it, if it is based on a belief in your soul, you can start to look at this as feedback. It's feedback for something you believe. And we're so powerful as beings that whatever we are aware of and we believe, it is so in our world. And so if you have fear plaguing you, understand that it doesn't always have to. It's not something you actually have to put up with, but just start to visualize freezing it and making it shut the crap up. Okay. And then from there, you can go, what do I believe that allows this and step into the place of authority that is your birthright and understand that fear is just feedback. Also, everything in this beautiful world is feedback. So I'm going to open this up to my sisters. I've got, I've got Whitney, I've got Kathleen, Catherine and Sarah here. Who else wants to chime in on the fear boat here? I would love to chime in, Claudette. I have had an interesting discovery this year all around fear in two ways. I first would like to mention that fear is a chemical response and it serves us chemically within our brain. It's there to create protection and it is 
as old as we are humans. It is one of the most natural things that protects us. If we are scared of touching the fire, we understand that that fear was created because it's hot and that would burn us. And that's to keep us safe in that situation. And as time has gone on, less and less is dangerous as we have housing, as we have food, you know, really easy access to food. Those things have made life easier, but we forget that those fears still exist and they're very, very real. And to your point, Claudette, their beliefs. And um, my discovery this year around fear was in conversation with my husband. I realized that when I would yell really loudly and I would become angry or frustrated, that in response to something that was happening between us, I was able to clearly say to him, believe it or not, in that moment, I am so fearful and I am so scared. And I am actually saying, I need help. I need to be, I need your help in this situation. It wasn't anger. It wasn't conflict that we, whatever it was we were arguing about. It was me simply showing up in fear And that fear translated to a thousand different things, depending on what the situation was. But when I got to the root cause of what was driving me, it really has elevated our conversations. Now, the moment I kind of rise in my voice and I become intensely communicating, I don't want to say yelling, but, you know, intensely communicating about whatever topic that is, I immediately... Passionately, yes, thank you. Uh, I immediately am able to ask myself, what are you scared of, Sarah? What is rising up right now and what is causing this fear? And then I'm able to really get out of my head, back into my heart, and understand what really is driving the conversation and how we're going to create resolution from that. So I wanted to just give you my access of what I created this year for myself and for my husband in these conversations um, that I'm showing up that could seem outside looking in really different than what it truly is. And at the end of the day, what was causing me to react was fear. So we have the ability to change and, and, and change our beliefs, right, Claudette? You had said fear is a belief and it's true. I was believing something in that moment that was causing fear. And, you know, I want to add, this is where I said we all probably have some a differing viewpoint. You talked about instinctual. So there's a distinguished difference between fear and just knowing. Knowing you're in danger. Knowing you shouldn't go down the dark alleyway. Knowing you shouldn't get on the elevator with so-and-so. Knowing, like, so for me, and and then it does the fight or flight thing. That's where it engages them. But I love that because if you recognize that's fear in you, now you've opened the door to have a deeper conversation and he can be less defensive because he knows you're actually afraid and your vulnerability has become a power. Absolutely. Absolutely. A power and a strengthening strengthening of their relationship, right, Claudia and Sarah? You know, like it just, it's a beautiful example of knowing yourself and awareness and how awareness 
really can um, create an embodiment of joy and connection and, and freedom versus being caught up in the turmoil and chaos of reactions, right? Um, this It's interesting that Sarah brought up, you know, her yell because recently my daughter and I were cleaning out her portion of stuff that was in my storage unit. And as we were going through that, she was looking at all the photos of her and her brother growing up and, um, and how that really just affected her. You know, she, it, it brings tears to my eyes because I could, I can feel her heart hurt because, you know, she was going through photo after photo after photo of how close they were growing up. And, you know, it was just before the holiday and she, she was crying and she was, she was, you know, snappy. And what she, what she shared with me in that moment was like, I know that um, I've been short with you and been distant and haven't really talked to you. And I know that, that that's because I'm mad at you for leaving. And she's 32 today. You know, we're recording this on the 29th of November. So, you know, like she's 32 today. And her way of sharing with me her fear of losing me, her fear of, wow, her fear of being abandoned. And the only way she could vocalize it was, or to speak it out loud was, was because she was angry. You know, it, it came out as if she were angry, but the fact is she was scared and she was fearful that all of that was going to happen when none of it's true. And yet it was true to her in the moment. It was true. It was true because She's going through photos of her brother not being here and how her dad and I separated when she was six years old. And like in her mind, she had a memory. Her body had the memory of losing her dad when she was six, not really losing him, but that, you know, in her mind, she was losing her dad when she was six. She lost her grandfather and her grandmother. And then her brother takes his life when she's in college and so now I'm here beside her, you know, just a couple of miles away, and I've decided to move across the country. So it brought up all that stuff for her. And so what she was doing was isolating herself and creating distance when really all she wanted was me to be close. And so awareness is really important for all of us. Awareness was important for me in that moment to know that she really wasn't mad at me. She was just sad I was leaving and she was in fear. And so I could respond differently to her and just hold her, you know, hold her in love and be in a space of asking her what she needed from me in that moment versus saying, all I wanted to do is pick her up and hold her. And so I asked her, I'm like, can I hug you? And she goes, no. I'm like, okay. I'm like, damn it. I want to hug you. That's what I wanted, but that's not what she wanted. What she needed is for me to just be there and let her cry and let her and let her process her own emotions. She didn't need me to hover like a helicopter mother. She needed me to be there for her. And so, you know, I'm not sure why I just shared that story, but I think it's important that that we, the more aware we become, the more questions we can ask ourselves 
about what's really happening with the other person. Are they in fear? And how can we best respond to keep ourselves, ourselves in alignment and also be present for them as well? I love that because fear is a base emotion around most anger, you know, and, and any suffering. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fear. Um, does anyone else want to chime in? My, I want to I say, Kath, Kathleen, um, the reason that you shared that story is because it needed to be shared. Um, and I appreciate that you did. And I, on behalf of whoever in the audience needed to hear that, am thanking you for sharing. And it goes to your awareness about what actually needs to be said, right? So there was something that was compelling you to share that. And here's the thing. It's not just awareness of what other people need. It's awareness of what we need. And as you were telling that story, it made me think about how I have reacted to things in the past when fear is what was driving my behaviors and not recognizing that that's what was happening. So I'm pretty sure I have shared this um, aspect of my life story before. I, uh, before I left my job to work for myself full-time, my last job to work for myself full-time, I was miserable. I wanted out. For a period of time, I tried to get out. It wasn't happening. I was, I was looking for jobs. I was trying to go in a different direction while staying in the same, you know, sort of industry, the same space. And when I came to the realization that that wasn't really what I wanted, and I think a huge driver on why I was not successful in finding another job, I really wasn't interested in being there. I was trying to get out of, jump out of the frying pan into the fire and just leave what I felt like was a bad situation to go somewhere else. But the somewhere else wasn't really for me, if that makes sense. And so I was then reacting as I came to the realization that what I really wanted to do and needed to do for me, for my soul, my spirit to thrive for for my life, to be happy in my life, in my relationships and whatnot, as I came to realization of what that was, the fear started to set in about making that transition. And the transition was one to entrepreneurship. Well, I had tried entrepreneurship before and it didn't work. But it didn't work because entrepreneurship wasn't for me. It didn't work because I didn't work the process. And I hadn't quite dealt with that. So my reaction was one of fear and it turned into sort of an attacking dog. I was in 
a situation that had poor leadership and doing some things that I wasn't really interested in doing, but I expended so much energy attacking that rather than moving myself, my mindset, my actions in the direction that I ultimately came to. And it was the awareness of that ultimately that allowed me to make that shift and to take the actions necessary to do that. So I think you probably said it, the word, if you didn't say it, I know you meant to say it. Somebody else has probably said it, but it's about being curious, right? Why, why am I responding this way? You were talking about it with your daughter. Why, you know, sort of, why is she responding this way? And you're having some awareness around that. We have to apply that to ourselves as well. Why am I acting the way that I'm acting? Why am I, you know, snapping at people? Why am I treating people the way that I'm treating them? We have to get curious about that. And in the process of getting curious, being open to the answers that come up, the things that bubble up. And if it's fear, not tamping it down, you know, pretending like it's not there, but addressing it, facing it head on, particularly knowing that it is, it's, it's in our head, right? This is it, the things that I was feeling were not about my physical being or my physical health or um, safety. It was all my brain trying to protect me from having another failure. But I don't believe in failure, right? And it's and and that's an evolution as well. I don't believe in failure. Don't believe in mistakes. They are just opportunities to learn. They can be painful in the moment. I I acknowledge that. But they are just opportunities to learn and to grow. So start with the awareness, the self-awareness, the awareness of others. Get curious and then be okay with the answers that come. Because from that point, if from knowing where you are, it then becomes possible to get where you want to go. I love, I love that. I love it. Thank you for that, Whitney, and that amazing reminder that failure is just learning, if that's the story we give it. All, we are all driven by meanings and beliefs that create stories in our mind, right? And I do believe the under, under, underlying, it's fears. For me, fears are so present, like all the time. I'm grateful. I've learned the awareness of what's happening so that I can control the meanings and the stories around it. Um, I'm grateful for your story, your share, Kathleen. I just I just want to send you love, my sister. Beautiful, gorgeous story and just example of sharing our fears, what's really happening, and then also how to handle somebody that is in fear, right? And so there's so many dynamics to this and it runs so deep and fear can either hold us back or it can actually fuel us. It can actually help 
be kind of like a force that fuels us. Like, for example, I think about Fit District. For me, one of the, I remember the day that I was like, not another second. And, and I'm, am I living in this turmoil by not going after this dream? I'm afraid of regretting what my life will be if I don't. And that was a fear and it fueled me, a, a fear of, of failing at life, right? Of like one day going, I had this, I could have done this that I didn't or, or whatever. That, that is the story and the meaning and all the things that I'm talking about. I was giving it. So I think what's super important is understanding that um, they're present, first of all, and a lot of, um, of our behaviors and our stories, we've talked about the primal brain a lot today, coming from, you know, this place in the brain of like trying to protect us. Sarah, um, explained this so beautifully earlier and, and the stories that come, I mean, I get these little, like, what if hits in my brain that are just these fear hits all effing day long, you guys. Like, and again, I know what it is. And I have conversations with myself all effing day long too. like cancel, delete, not going to happen. That's ridiculous. Catherine, you know, uh, sometimes I'll be a little bit, Oh, maybe, maybe let me, then I'm like, no, this is, and so many stories and I'll share this. I actually am on the tail end of having COVID right now. A lot of fear could, could have come up around that, you know? A lot of stories tried to kind of creep in and my story to my brain training it was I'm healthy. I am healing. My cells are releasing every second what's not serving me and really just seeing myself healing, having so much love around me. My sister, Sarah on here, dropped me off some stuffing on Thanksgiving because I had a fear of FOMO of no stuffing on Thanksgiving. So she helped me handle that. (laughs) And, but you know, there's like, literally we can create stories that create fear around everything. So again, I think a really uh, incredible theme of this conversation around fear and, you know, Claudette is the truth and the fear queen. queen. The question is, you know, what is the truth? What is the truth? Oh my God. You know, when you ended on that, my ears parked up. I mean, it's just, (laughs) I did it for you. (laughs) So thank you. You know, the thing that I'll say, the tendency I know for me before I began the journey of truth, I was in a lot of fear. I think we all are until we aren't. Okay. And it starts instinctually. Then we have that definition, which I, I consider a blurred line. We confuse fear with knowing, you know, and when we start to step into knowing, we realize we don't need fear. We just, we, we do need the knowing. We do need that internal guidance. And what we do not face becomes our master. So I don't remember which one. All of you have shared some really cool stuff. And I'm like, I don't remember which one said this. I think it could have been Whitney, but don't stuff it right? Um, Kathleen, you held the space for your daughter in fear. You didn't take it on for yourself. You recognized it and held the space. I think that's huge, right? 
um, Sarah recognizes when she's in fear now. Think about all these little steps and her relationship will be stronger. And what she is inspiring her husband to do is to embrace her instead of reject her or embrace her instead of, right? Like, and, and getting rid of COVID. I mean, you're just, when you walk around saying, I am healthy, I am is the name of God in you. It's saying you are one with health. Nothing wrong with that. And so let's face what is going on inside of us, because here's the thing. You're going to have to face it anyway. If you've noticed when you stuff it or push it aside, it always comes back. And understand what you stuff or push aside becomes your master and you become its servant until you switch it. And you go, I will now be the master of my my life and my experience. And so what does this mean? And I always encourage everyone to go, what do I believe that allows this and what is the truth? And so don't let fear master you, become a master of it. And does anyone have any closing words before we wrap up for today? This is a little bit of a shorter, <laughs> shorter podcast, but anyone want to add anything on that? I would love to just um, acknowledge that we are all either hurting or fearful in when we're reacting. And to remember that also when you're receiving someone's emotions and step back and say, wow, they're scared. They're, they're in fear right now. Or wow, they're fearing rejection possibly. Or wow, they're really hurting. None of us are, are really waking up to create situations with others, but they do occur on a day-to-day basis. And, and the quicker that you can have empathy for the other person, the quicker you can get resolution and or express love to support them. That's beautiful. Beautiful, Sarah. The thought that came to me is one of the best ways of dealing with fear, other than seeing my sister Claudette, the truth queen, is to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, like one by one, day, you know, day after day, moment by moment, just keep if you have something that you really want, know, just know that there's fear is going to come up no matter what it is, right? And when that happens, you know in your heart your why, you know what you're creating, whatever it is, whether it's a business or a gorgeous relationship or buying a new home or, you know, finishing an art project, whatever it may be, like fears are going to come up if this is something you want. You just keep putting one foot in the front of the other and you'll find that it's not so scary. I also want to add to all of that is that as you find yourself in fear or anger or whatever it is, which is usually fear that starts the reaction that you're having, I might invite you to just, you know, stop for a moment Think about the first time you felt the energy that you feel underneath that fear. Like, what is the energy? Ask yourself, what, what is this energy and where is it in my body? And then from there, think back to the first time that energy itself was in your body. 
And from there, you find yourself holding as your adult self, your little self. And just holding her or him with compassion and love and just say, this no longer is, I am loved, I am cared for, and let me hold your hand along the way. It's, it can be that simple by acknowledging and holding your younger self. You don't have to get stuck in any story about it. You can just hold yourself with compassion and know that you're no longer that age and that you're not alone. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I just want to give Kathleen a quick plug. She took me through this process exactly in a little, a much more in-depth way of something from my childhood that was extremely challenging for me to sort of uh, move through. And this process was so powerful. Thank you, Kathleen, for sharing that with the world. Of course. That's beautiful. We value all of you. And if you are walking through something and you're fearful of it, reach out to us. We're here for you. We're here to support you. And each of us brings something to the table to to help our brothers and sisters. And we just want to hear from you. And we love you. And we hope that you have a beautiful day. And we'll talk to you next week. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.